dads. Hello, welcome to Dad Talks, where you get to listen to two dads talk. I'm Jerry Schmansky. With me, as always, is my dad in crime, Joe Lopez. Joe, how are you? Hi. Joe, what are you drinking I'm tonight? Uh, I have a s'mores bourbon, which I think I might have had on Ooh. here before. Yeah, I think so. Drank out of a Nightmare Before Christmas mug. One of my new ones. That is, that's a hell of a mug right there. Mm-hmm. Joe, I'm also drinking out of a Good. mug tonight. We're mugging it up. What do you got? Well, I have Earl Grey tea. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh which is actually gone because i waited for you to, to to record and it was getting cold so i was like well i have to drink it so i had earl gray tea um yeah. i i don't know why but ever since i got like uh really hung over a couple weeks ago as we talked on our other podcast and ever since then i've like not felt good after i've even even like one beer i'll have like one and be like oh, i don't feel good um, oh no! So I think I need to take a little, like I don't know, little break from uh from drinking the alcohol for a little bit. So, oh no! Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean it can't be bad for me, right? Like it's one of those things. Like, yeah, it stinks, but at the same time, like can't be bad for me. Kind of, it'll feel good to be. Yeah. Like yeah, we, good for you. Everybody should probably take a break at some point. I will eventually. I figured if I can make it, so what is it? The second week of September, first week of September. Yeah, if I can make it like till October, and I probably won't make it that long. But like, if I can limit myself till yeah. then, then I'll have a pretty good shot. But I say that, but I'm supposed to be actually going to Lions game on Sunday, so there's absolutely no way that I won't be <laughs> drinking at the Lions game. So like, who really knows what I'm gonna do? Who knows? Who knows? You're getting old. All right, Joe. I got a topic for you today. Perfect. That's why we're here. We're here. We're here for a topic. All and right. Tell me about it. I was inspired by your obscure eel facts. One. Yeah. From, from last time. I thought that was re- very good. And I said, well, what obscure things, what, what obscure facts about things that I love are there? Right. Cause I love eels. I mean, the you've always, world knows you're that. a big eel guy. Everybody <laughs> knows that. Uh, and I, I, so actually I wanted to do something about history because we've been listening to that history podcast and I was like, Hmm, seems like a good idea. And then I thought about it. I was like, obscure facts from history are good, but what I'm interested in right now is like the communist revolution in Russia. So not a lot of fun, obscure (laughs) facts about that. It's Uh, pretty niche. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that has a lot of mass appeal to it. So I said, what else do I love and have uh interesting facts about and that's where i land on uh joe let's go through my top 10 obscure facts about lord of the rings oh i love it you know very similar to communist russia very similar. i mean in the same hemisphere right maybe is it i guess which i i guess i'm confused hemispheres are like east west north south right like there's not Right. They're not quarters, right? Because when, you know, the earth is flat, right? Well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm tracking. So you divide it up. Into, like you're cutting like, an onion, cool. right? So you cut you cut it like in half and then in half again kind of thing? Yeah, it's got layers. Oh, I got it. I'm with you now. I absolutely understand. Track that whole thing top Perfect. to bottom. <laughs> well, hit me with them. I right, am Joe. excited. I love Lord of the Rings. I, and Grayson's Room is going to be Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and, yep. What a great uh, time for this. What a great time. I think we're actually going to watch Lord of the Rings pretty soon. So I'm I tried excited. to get Katie to watch it last weekend, and she 
inform me that that movie trilogy doesn't bring her joy. Like it's it's a emotional really? movie trivia uh, trilogy for her. Okay. Like, and I don't get it because like she can watch Harry Potter and like just get comfort from watching Harry Potter. But I put right. on Lord of the Rings and she's stressed. Like about what's gonna happen. I'm like, <laughs> we've seen this a hundred times. Why are but right. I don't know. I don't know what it are the, is. So. Are the stakes as high in Harry Potter as they are? And in that's what Lord I think it is. I think it it honestly like the amount of of risk is is much higher in Lord of the Rings than it is in, in Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, I think so. When you really think about it, like Sauron's trying to take over the whole world, Voldemort was trying to take over like a school. So right, I mean, <laughs> you got all these adults and couldn't beat a bunch of teenagers at magic. So, oh man. So all right, all right. with them, Joe. First one I got for you. Okay. There's only one person from the movies that ever met J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it was Christopher Lee. So I I I think that's general knowledge. I'm not sure if that's like really obscure but the obscure fact of Christopher Lee meeting J.R.R. Tolkien was they met on accident so Christopher Lee was a huge Lord really? of the Rings fan read the books once a year his entire life yeah um, huge huge fan and he was drinking in a bar in Oxford England and ran into J.R.R. Tolkien there and that's how he met him really yeah and then turns out you know years and years and years and years later he's you know Saruman in the movies so that's amazing can I tell you a random fact about uh, Christopher Lee? Please do. Uh, he is the inspiration behind James Bond. I think I had heard that because he's like a like a really famous like World War One vet, two vet. Uh, he was like yeah, like a spy behind enemy lines. Yeah, and uh, I was gonna say Sir Ar- Arthur Conan Doyle, but that's not who wrote no. James Bond. James Fle- I mean, Fleming, uh, Ian Fleming. Yeah, Ian, not James Fleming. Ian Fleming. Yeah, yeah. Based James Bond on Christopher Lee. That's very interesting. I like that. Yeah. Rest in peace, uh, Chris Lee. He uh very cool dude. Very cool yes, dude. That very, lived very to be like cool ninety-five. Dude. Crazy. And did everything. Yeah. Yeah. So v- very cool. Cool dude. And he's the only one in that was ever involved with the movies that ever met J.R. Yeah. Tolkien. So Right. That's pretty neat. That's, that is cool. Uh my second obscure fact is that the Lord of the Rings movies were not the first time somebody tried to make movies of the Lord of the Rings. In fact, there was an animated series um, yeah. early on. But beyond that, the Beatles tried to make a Lord of the Rings movie. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh. I, I mean, they so they cast themselves already, too. They were So Paul was going to be Frodo. Uh, Ringo was going to be Sam. Uh, George, really? Yeah, I thought that was weird too. That that Ringo as Sam, I thought that would be like John. Um, of course, George is Gandalf and John is Gollum. I don't. What a weird, weird, weird. Yeah. Why not just cast them all as the hobbits? I. That's a great question. I don't understand. Right. It feels like it fits perfectly. Right. Yeah. That's but, fun. Uh, but Tolkien himself said no. So, <laughs> <laughs> which you got to You know what. You, you can't blame you gotta give him, him respect. Right? You gotta have. I some mean, respect. have you seen those Beatles movies? Any God, of them? No. I mean, they're oh, they're weird. It's basically like they're trying to capture on film what what eating mushrooms is like. That's oh, essentially man. all the movies are. I've seen yeah. the previews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that would have been great. I I would have watched it. 
I mean, of course, Joe, you watched anything. Of course you would have watched it. That is very true. I love the Beatles. I don't know if I would have watched it. I don't. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick was supposed to direct it. What? Yeah. Lots what? of weird stuff around this movie adaptation. That, that's weird. So, very that, odd. But, side note, not one of my fun facts, but uh, Christopher Tolkien, J.R.R. Tolkien's son, uh, mm-hmm. doesn't like the movies. Can't watch them. Really? Doesn't like them. Interesting. Said they they cheapen the movie or the books down to like uh, an action flick. Okay, I haven't read the books. I want to. Yeah, I've so. I mean, I've got you gotta. I've gotten about halfway through uh, Fellowship, but the problem is there's a big big part at the beginning with a guy named Tom Bambadil who never yep. shows up again and it is a big yep. waste of time and it's like four chapters and it is right. ridiculous uh so it's very hard to get through but yeah i i understand what he's saying um and this isn't one of my obscure facts so we won't spend too long talking about it but um i get what he's <laughs> saying he basically has said that like it takes away from what the what the the book was trying to teach people oh okay. the book's trying to teach a deeper thing and the movie doesn't doesn't teach that but you know yeah. what? i think he's an old curmudgeon Aaron, i said it yeah i said it you said it somebody had to somebody had to all right a lot of my list has to do with vigo mortensen because i love <laughs> vigo mortensen like uh, in love with vigo mortensen i think he's fantastic uh and who the, isn't i mean you have to be right the first one on my list is that uh he loved his horse in the movies so much that he purchased it afterwards and took it home that's amazing he just was like i love this horse so much i spent so much time with it i'm uh i'm just gonna keep it yep this one's mine now i'm just gonna keep it that's that's so amazing what a good man and then on top of that he didn't want his horse to be lonely so he bought another horse from set and brought that one home too what a what a gentleman i just he's just just pure good he's just pure good he is could you imagine just like I guess it makes sense though, right? Like you wouldn't spend that much time with a dog and not want to keep the dog. Right. right exactly. So it makes sense. I mean, like they filmed for, I think the whole process of Lord of the Rings was almost two years from the start of pre-production to the final wrap. So yeah. like, you know, he's in there for at least a year with this horse. Mm-hmm. I mean, per movie too, right? Like it's not, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I think this one was the same horse from, the second and third movie. I don't think it was in the first movie. Gotcha. Um, so very cool. Vigo Mortensen's awesome. We got more Vigo Mortensen stuff coming up. Perfect. How many facts was that? Was that number three? That was number four. No, I'm sorry. Number four. That was number three. Number three. three. This number is number three. Four. This one's four. Number four, and this one is a little bit, uh, I guess, time relevant. So. When Return of the King came out in 2003, we had talked mm-hmm. about the fact that these movies took like two full years to, to film, right? Well, yeah. Right at the beginning when they started filming was 9-11. Mm-hmm. And at the end of Return of the King, spoiler alert, um, the, the tower falls. The, the Sauron's right. tower falls. But they were so conscious of the fact that 9-11 had just happened that they spent... There was one guy who spent his entire Christmas break designing the tower to fall so it looked different 
than how the Twin Towers fell on 9-11. Gotcha. That was his like entire project over Christmas break. Is like he had to design the entire like that enti- that whole scene so it looked and felt differently than than how 9-11 right. felt. You know, because it was so fresh. It was, you know, just a couple of years past. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it's crazy that these movies have been out for twenty years. I uh, unbelievable. And it they don't Bananas. even slightly feel dated. Like not even a little no. bit. No. Not at all. And I think back to like when I was a kid watching a, like a twenty year old movie would have been like watching Back to the Future when I was, mm-hmm. you know, a kid. Yeah. Those movies felt dated. And oh yeah. They felt it's funny because they're about time travel, but and right. they, felt, they felt dated after they as soon as they came out. Like the world was changing so fast, they came out and yeah. like Pepsi Free didn't even exist after that movie came right. out, right? And they're having references to it. Lord of the Rings movies? Not even a little bit. Don't even no. slightly feel dated. No, not at all. In fact, I think if you added the amount of CGI you add to movies now, like look at what they did to the Hobbit. Uh, I think it'd make it worse. I think it'd make it look cheaper. Oh, totally. Then that's what I was going to say. I thought you, yeah, I, totally. I would 100% agree. It would just make it look cheap. Practical effects are the best effects. Yeah, agreed. So, all that to say, some dude's job was to make sure that this felt completely and utterly different than uh, than the Twin Towers falling. And speaking of falling, look at that pro transition. Pro. Look at that. Frodo falls exactly 39 times in the in the trilogy. Really? Yeah, he falls down 39 times from beginning to end. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. I now, can't believe somebody counted that. I also can't believe that, and I'm glad I didn't. Uh, and I'm not fact-checking <laughs> that, so I'm not going... I, you can come at me if you're like, no, I counted. Because there were parts of the movie, too, remember where he stumbled, and... um. Uh, he like would stumble in parts and I don't know, like walking mm-hmm. up to Mount Doom, he like stumbled a little bit or he like tripped a little bit right. and then got back up. I don't know if that counts as falling or not, but I'm not going to go through. All right, Joe, you ready for All number right. five, six, six. Let me look sure. at my list. Six, six. This is number six. Okay. Okay. You've never read the books. So this, uh, this is going to be a trivia question for you. Okay. How long did Frodo have the ring after Bilbo gave it to him and before Gandalf came back to send him on the quest? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's different than the movies? Uh, yes. I mean, the movies don't really show a timeline, right? They just kind of like... Right. Uh, is it three days? No, it's not. Oh, God. It's not what is days. it? It's 17 years. Joe. Really? He had the ring for 17 years. Really? While Gandalf was out like breeding and learning all about what the what it co- could possibly be. 17 really? years. Mm-hmm. Before he goes Between on the quest. Frodo got it and Gandalf came. Yep. Wow. And then I think the 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 whole trip takes like 18 months or something like that. Okay. So, 17 years. 17 wow. years. Also, side note, Frodo's like 55 years old. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a young kid. He's not like... It's not... Because it's what? It's uh, Bilbo's 111th. 11th. 11th? Yeah. 100th, 111th birthday. 
I thought he says 111th. He says, yeah, he says like, I don't know. He says it weird. <laughs> weird English people and hobbits saying their hobbit things. Right. So yeah, after his birthday, it's 17 years, which means when we see Bilbo the next time, he is 128 years old. As an age today. Not a day. Not one day. Nuts. So there you go. That's 17 years. Okay. 17 years. Now we get into a slew of Ego Mortensen facts. <laughs> I love it. A slew of them. First Vigo Mortensen fact. So they hired an Olympic fencer to train everybody how to how to sword fight. Okay. They, yeah. He was like the guy that taught everybody how to sword fight in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. He said Vigo Mortensen was the best swordsman he's ever trained in his entire life. Really? Not, not actor, not he is the best swordsman he's ever trained in his entire life. I mean, look at him. He's a he's basically a Greek god. Like he's yeah. just he's Dutch, so I guess he's a Dutch god, but like he <laughs> it's nuts. It's absolutely not like he's so good at just being good at everything. It's not fair. Right. It's not fair. Yeah. So yeah best swordsman. So um interesting. And side note to that is or I guess tech oh no, it's my it's my next fun fact. Good. It's your next fun my fact. My next okay. fun fact. Uh it tacks onto this is that Viggo Mortensen didn't use a prop sword throughout the whole movie. He used okay. a real steel sword the entire time. Did all his own stunts really? and used a real steel sword. Everyone else used like rubber or aluminum, like cheap, lightweight uh, right. swords. Viggo Mortensen used a pure steel sword the entire time. Huh. So when Those he, poor stuntmen. Oh, I'm telling you. You gotta feel bad for him. Actually... I heard a, a fun anecdote. Uh, so some, some, most of these came from Katie. Got me a uh, a like Time Magazine Lord of the Rings like interview, like celebrating Lord of the Rings. Um, okay. And they uh, one of the fun stories is John Reese Davis, the guy who plays Gimli. Uh, he, y- you had to attack the the stuntman with his axe, right? Yeah. And they used to say like. You can you can hold back like you don't have to hit full full speed like it'll look lo- right. it'll look pretty good on screen and he went full speed every single time. Every and he's time. a big boy. He's like six two or six. He's the tall. He's the tallest member of the fellowship, which is the funniest thing. Yeah, from an actor standpoint, so he's the tallest tallest member of the fellowship. Yeah, shortest on screen, he's a, he's tallest in life. Right. That's funny. So yeah. Those poor stuntmen. Vigo just using mm-hmm. a pure steel sword the entire time. You gotta imagine it was blunt, right? They didn't sharpen that. Oh no, yeah, that's probably a uh probably a very dulled sword. Has to be. Has to yeah. be. Yeah. Um, all right, next one. Tolkien Is it another Vigo? It's not. I have more Vigo, okay. don't worry. Okay. Tolkien typed the entirety of Lord of the Rings, which is twelve hundred pages. With two fingers. He chicken packed? He chicken packed the entire series, Joe, on a wow. typewriter. Chicken packed the entire series on a typewriter. Look at that. If you give an infinite number of chickens typewriters, eventually, eventually the Lord of the Rings will come out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's wow. science, right? I, I honestly can't imagine 
just two finger pecking the entire time. That's that blows my mind. I would, right? I would drive myself nuts. I like, and maybe it's cause I know how to type right. And I have just, it's like, it would be working against myself to do it with mm-hmm. two fingers, but I chicken pecking the entire time. It would take forever. Imagine yeah. how much faster he could have come out with a fourth book. <laughs> we, we don't need that. No. In fact, there, he has actually like 16 books out there about Lord of the Rings and the world. So yeah. we, we, I don't think we need more books, but no way. That was just mind blowing to me. Two fingers, 1200 pages, two fingers. Whew. I just finished that whiskey. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. We good. We good. That's we what good. happens when you take that last big drink. Yeah. All right. And this is... Where are we at? Are we at number eight or number nine? Oh, hold on. Let me count it out. This is number 10. Oh, yeah. This is number 10? This is number We're 10. We're already here? This is number We're 10. We're at the end? We're at the end. We made it. And just because you've been a good, a good listener, I have a bonus one right at the end after this. Oh, okay. perfect. So I told you I'd come back to the Vigo facts. All right. So my, yeah. my number 10 is one last Vigo fact. And it is that... He is fluent in Elvish. He learned to become fluent in Elvish for the movies. He, he can do it all. He, and it's his sixth language. Oh. <laughs> he speaks English, Danish, French, Italian, Spanish, and then added Elvish to the end of it. That's great. It would have been amazing if there's another fictional language in there, like oh, Klingon. Would, like Klingon or, or something like that. Yeah. Like That would have been great. No, just Elvish. That would have been good. But he, he's, he's fluent in it. Spe- reads speaks it writes it fluent in it that's crazy also i'd like to point out that uh in the website where i i double checked this um it says the danish actor and in parentheses it says and painter and poet and musician so <laughs> really just laying it on thick for vigo and i love it i love it i love it so that was that's my number 10 is that vigo mortensen went the extra mile and speaks fluent Elvish in the film. So when he's when he's actually speaking in Elvish, that's him just talking, just talking, not even like acting. Normal. They didn't, yeah. they didn't actually write that in Elvish. It just slipped in, and they kept it. It just slipped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I promised you a bonus one for being such a good listener. One more. And this is a. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't go through this list and not say this. Joe, do you know Vigo broke his toe in the scene where he kicks the helmet? I did. Uh, of course you so, did. It's, it's so good. Oh, it's, it's so good. A, and it like it comes across perfect on film. Like it's so great. The timing. You you have to wonder like did he act his way through that, right? Did he like break right. his toe and still act his way through that? Or is that just how Vigo Mortensen yells? Right? Is that just how he screams <laughs> in pain? And it's it's glorious and heartbreaking every single time, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. I think if you watch the um, behind the scenes on the extended editions, uh, mm-hmm. if have you ever done this? Oh, have yeah. you ever watched these oh, yeah. things? Yeah, they're great. Uh, I think they show alternate takes of him kicking it, and it's just not, not good. Not and then good. eventually he just breaks, he just breaks his, his toe, <laughs> and it's good. And that was it. They got it. <laughs> There's actually not to not to delve too far in and make this too long, but there's a lot of injuries on that set. Now I know like yeah. it's an action set and it's hard and things like that, but like Sam stepped or uh Sam um and now Mary I'm gonna, no 
Nope. It's no. the it's the actor that oh, played Sean Sam. Astin. Sean Astin. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. He when he was at the end of the Fellowship of the Ring when he's running into the lake, uh, he stepped on a piece of glass and got twenty yeah. stitches. Twenty stitches. That's bonkers. Nuts. Dangerous uh, out there being an actor. It really is. New Zealand's crazy. Uh except for Viga Mortensen, who just absorbs it and yeah, he's and just makes know, it great. You know what? Viga Mortensen, whatever doesn't kill him just makes him stronger and he just absorbs it and, and becomes a po- more powerful being. That's what happens. Exactly. That's great. I love this list. I have I love Lord of the Rings facts. I have a couple more uh that you probably know. Uh, hit like, me. Vigo wasn't originally cast as Yes. Uh as Aragorn. No, that is that um, is correct. It was Nicolas yeah. Cage. It, it, well, he was the original choice, but Stuart Townsend was originally cast and had filmed for like a week or a month with the cast, but had prepped oh. with the cast. And I actually just learned this. I didn't, know they, I didn't know it made it all the way to filming because Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis also was offered the role and turned it down. Yeah. So Stuart Townsend was cast, but they had filmed for like a week with him, but he had gone through pre-production. So he had spent months with the Hobbits mm-hmm. already. Uh, then they they started filming, and they were like, "This guy's too young. We gotta get somebody else." Yeah. Um, and I had just learned this. Well, I knew that he'd been cast, but there's a podcast called The Friendship Onion that Billy Boyd and yeah. uh, Dominic Monaghan host. That's very good. And Sean Astin was on the last two episodes. Oh, nice. And they talked about that. Um, that he was like there, and you know they were actually like friends with him because they had been been with him for several months already. I didn't know that he, they actually had like filmed and gone through pre production. That's, that's yeah. Nuts. And then they were like, "You gotta go." Yeah. Sorry, guy. Dude, that's tough. Yeah. At least they made then, that change like, early. Right. And then the other thing that's like shocks me is uh, John Reese Davies was allergic to his prosthetic. So he was like blind the entire movie. Oh my gosh. His face just swelled up. That's and, nuts. Like, that's got to suck. I, honestly, how can you do it? How could they not find a prosthetic that was like non allergenic right? for him? Yeah. He had all the it's... money in the world that, to make this movie and you couldn't find a non allergenic like prosthetic, but. Yeah. And it's crazy. But everything about Lord of the Rings is amazing. Everything behind the scenes is amazing. The fact that they trusted Peter Jackson enough to make this movie, who had made like two movies before. He was not not a well-known actor at all, or a director at all. Yeah. He had made... Um, i trying to think of what the like his most popular movie was. It's called uh, Beautiful Creatures, maybe, or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, Heavenly Creatures. I can't remember. That was like his most well-known movie at the time, but he only made like two or three movies and they were kind of like weird, beautiful horror movies almost. Well, and this cast was not what I'd call star-studded. I mean, at the time. Now, a lot of those guys got pulled out, but like probably the most famous one was Ian McKellen and then... Uh, and then Chris Christopher Lee was probably the next mm-hmm. famous one. Vigo had done some stuff, but like not yep. a lot. And then, and then I would, yeah, I would say Sean Astin. Sean, right? You got a Goonie, the, you got a Rudy and Goonie. And that's I was gonna. That was the point I was gonna get to. Is like the main Hobbit is Frodo, and Elijah Wood literally hadn't done anything up to this point, and he dressed up and did the the uh like audition tape. In the woods. Yeah. He like went out to the woods yeah. and read the script in the woods. And he didn't have enough tape on film to like he just had to do that to get it out there. Whereas Sean Astin, you come in, he basically is like 
a star between, like right. we said, the Goonies and uh and Rudy, Rudy already. And like that, it's just nuts. Crazy. It is. It is. It's bonkers. But if well, thank you for for telling me all these facts. You're I welcome. love them. I have many. I'm sorry more. to chime in on your episode. Please do. Um, but if you guys haven't out there, watch these movies. My God, My go God, watch them. Go, please talk it, about they're it. They're twenty. They're 20 years old. Fellowship came out 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so beautifully shot. It's beautifully written. Amazingly acted. It is Return of the King is the maybe the only movie to win all 12 Oscars it was nominated for. Only fantasy movie to ever win an Oscar and won every single one that it was nominated for. Yeah. Like it's it's so freaking good and uh um my mom and i were just talking about this this past weekend uh lord of the rings i had the first lord of the rings i had fellowship of the ring i bought the vhs tape like vhs was my first copy wow fellowship of the rings uh and i remember seeing return of the king and it being daylight and leaving and it was night i i have the exact same experience my stepdad loved Lord of the Rings so much and we loved it as a family that we got pulled out of school at like two o'clock in the afternoon because it was the only time that everybody was able to get out and they pulled us out of school early so we could go see it at like two o'clock in the afternoon. That's amazing. It was it was fantastic. And I cried so at the end. Good. I still tear up at the end. I it is the only movie is to it this the, day. You bow to no one? No. It's it's uh, it's Frodo leaving for the great for the Great Harbor. Uh, it just crushes me and i know it's a happy ending and i know even in the book that sam ends up joining him after after his wife dies like i know but it's still it gets me they go through so much together and then he goes and just leaves he leaves middle earth he does it's it's so good but i would always recommend watch the movies find them in extended edition Mm -hmm. then watch some of the behind the scenes stuff because so good like we said it took at least just over a year to actually film not including pre-production post-production like they started filming this movie in 1997. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was five years old it, when it came out. Absolutely nuts. Or when, when they were when it, filming. Yeah. And like, it, it boggles my mind just because the effects are amazing. Everything about it is beautiful. Andy Serkis is great and needs to be respected more as an actor. Another fun fact about Andy Serkis yeah. is he was just going to voice act it. Yeah, he only they were only gonna voice act it, and then he started voice acting and was acting like it to get in the like headspace. And they're like, "Wait, what are you doing?" He's like, "I'm just getting in the headspace." And they're like, "No, no, 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 you're gonna be the guy. Yeah. You're gonna be the whole thing, whole kit caboodle." <laughs> right, and I think out of all of this, the biggest piece of Lord of the Rings is one of them is is fantasy movies can be an amazing story, but the mm-hmm. other one is Andy Serkis. And motion capture basically spawned out of Lord of the Rings. You know, yeah. motion capture is what it is today because of what Andy Serkis did. And he is kind of, if he's not in the role as the motion capture guy, he's a hardcore consultant. consultant. Right. He runs a motion capture studio. Like he is the one to turn to for anything motion captured. And it all came. Which is so interesting because I think they've been using like motion capture in video games for a long time. Right. Like it yeah. was like, and it's interesting that I didn't come to film for, for until Andy Circus. Until Andy Circus. A legend. The Andy Circus method. The Andy Circus. Yeah. 
they should. They should make something happen. Tell me. But thank you for this. This You're was great. I, I could talk about Lord of the Rings. I could for do. Hours. I I have more brimming on the back of my tongue, but I see we're at thirty minutes and we just got to go. So all right, we got to go. We cannot have this be no. a Marvel esque podcast. So. Ugh. Thank you all so much for listening and letting us nerd out once again. Uh, we really appreciate it. And thanks to Planet Ant for having us on their podcast network. And if you haven't yet, go follow us on social media. We're at Big Dead Energy Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on Facebook, Big Dead Energy. And you know what? Toss us a subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Yeah, that just, would be just lovely. Just toss it to us. You know, maybe a review, maybe a little uh, five star. Appreciate that. We would appreciate that. Appreciate you guys listening to us every week, no matter what we talk about. So thank you all so much. We really appreciate it. And hey, don't go spending all those random facts and knowledge in one place. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.